Welcome along to the Tommy and Hector podcast with Larita Blewett. And I hope you're basking in the enjoyment of our words. I am concerned about the amount I drink, I think. I think I'm bored of it. I'm, bo- I'm, I'm bored of drinking. <sighs> now, I, I, I how, how can you be bored of drinking? If you're drinking... If you're drinking and it's boring, then it's not for you. You drink to have the crack, like. But I, I drink by myself. Well, you've a problem. Yeah. A lot, as well as I a lot of other never, problems. I could never do that, ever. When I get a reason, if the lads are in or like the other night, if I have a reason, I'll drink oceans. And I'll suffer for days. You, however, Tommy, will sit on your own yeah, drink and it. drink. Do you think you might be suffering from anything? <laughs> are you stagnant? You Is it, are you stagnant? And if you'd go to your GP, which you won't go to because you're afraid they're going to stick something they in. Will, she's waiting for me. I know for a fact Sure, I've rang her. We've discussed this. She's waiting with her she, fingers lubricated. <laughs> Bated fingers. So, no, you, you've, you have a lot of problems. So anyway, I've, I, I, I got into the habit of drinking maybe eight or nine shots of whiskey every night. Yeah. We've, did, we've talked about this a lot. In the one glass, sir. That's a fucking lot of whiskey, yeah. Tommy. I, I, went to, I go through like a, a bottle every three days. Um, every yeah. week, every mm. week. We're not. Yeah. T- we're but not then, but then, I, then I stopped. So I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I stopped. But I, 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 people keep getting me presents of whiskey. So yeah. I stopped last week. That's it. No more. I'm done with this stuff. What, what, and then now I, you've got. Pudgy. And then and then I got two bottles as a present on Saturday. And I'm after giving you a bottle of Pudgy in today. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no. It, There's it, no it, calories. No, in, but Larita, what you do? There was a time there a couple of years ago. He gave he gave it up completely. And then I think it was his wife who said, "Will you ever go back drinking a pint? Because you're wrecking my head." That's the truth. That's story. what she said. Yeah. Those particular words. Yeah. So then he texted me, and then I used to meet him for the odd pint, and we'd have three or four pints. That's what you need to do. You need to get well, back into your then? three or but four it pints. Se- but it seems to me the, the universe is sending me whiskey. Well, then keep drinking it. Do you know what I mean? I've tried to stop and then I don't buy it myself. It just comes, here, I got you this. Here, there you go, Tom. And people just give me, it's like the world is trying to say, don't be taking it too seriously. Yeah. And just drink it. I mean, they're not giving it to you for you to drink the whole bottle there and then, you know, it's like... You can't, but you you look, I... I, I Do you mix something in with it? How do you feel after eight glasses of whiskey? I feel a little bit angry. (laughs) I, oh, ang- I thought you might at least get a bit excited or happy. No, we'd be a bit angry if we go around the house cursing. <laughs> that, that I'd be in bed. Cocksuckers, fuckers. Fucking <laughs> bastards. Looking at yourself in the They're 1800 cunts. mirrors that you've put around the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I'd be asleep in their beds and I'd be walking around from room to room. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I, and the, and the child, I fucking son sweets me bollocks. <laughs> the child wake up and then tell mammy the following morning. Daddy was in, in the bedroom last night bumping to himself in the corner. <laughs> and I tell you, this is the fuck. <laughs> you wouldn't have the fuck. I am sweet. Classic. Good luck to the dog. I drank you it. You look at the fuck. What are you looking at? <laughs> we have a cage for the dog, for the and puppy. And you, you go into I it. I go into it. So we have a... a Lion in the little dog cage. <laughs> we have a big cage for a big dog. So he, he's trades the sleep and I just say, fuck, get the fuck up. And I locked myself. <laughs> and you locked the cage on yourself. <laughs> I won't cage me in. <laughs> you I lock myself, myself into the cage, and then the kids come down in the morning, and I'm in the nip like the fucking <laughs> like an American werewolf in London waking up in the zoo. Mammy, <laughs> <laughs> mammy, he's been on the whiskey again. He's asleep in the dog's cage. <laughs> He's locked in. And the size of it in the, all the cushions. 
you know, the, the cage is right. Yeah, that's not fucking my cage. An American werewolf in Barna. <laughs> oh, man. So maybe I should start drinking a bit less, maybe. Oh yeah, so we're in Belize, which is a little archipelago of a uh, barrier reef. I like islands. that word. Thank you. Archipelago. Uh, off off Mexico, we were there for three months. We came through uh, Panama and Honduras and Guatemala and Salsa, El Salvador. That's so a long stint away from home. The not three, three months. months. So we are nearly home, and yeah. we know we're coming home. And we're, we're we're you know when you ring your missus and you say oh, we're leaving tomorrow, I'll be home in about two days time with flights. Yeah. So we left Belize, and this is something I'll never forget. We flew from Belize to Atlanta, Atlanta to LAX. Mm-hmm. We flew LAX the whole way to London. We're about a day and a half into flights at this stage, through the nights already. We're about 40 hours in the air. Ugh. We get to London and the, the feeling of going towards Aer Lingus Terminal is just unbelievable. When you, uh, 45 hours before that, you were in 35 degrees in Belize. We get to the, onto the Aer Lingus flight. We fly to Dublin. I get out with the bags. 57 hours later after flying, oh. I'm back in Ireland. I wheel my bags across the departure or the, the exit arrivals. I go right across and I see Burke's bus for Galway. Mm. And I give the boys the shout. I can smell the air in Dublin. And it's Dublin air. And they're going, Hector, how are you doing? And nothing has changed as I look around after being in the jungles of Guatemala and Honduras and everything. And I throw the bag in the boot and I know I'm not going to get off this bus till Galway. But the beauty was on that particular trip, 60 something hours after leaving Belize, we come into the depot at the bus depot in Galway. And your man, the Brooks bus, they all get off the bus. And he turns around to me and he says, Hector, shrink it out your way. I'll drop you at the head of the road. Brilliant. And I went, oh, fuck, what a way to end this journey. And out we go, out through Clare Galway, to the top of my road. He turns right, comes to the top of the laneway. This 52-seater 181 Van Hool of a beautiful Wi-Fi bus. And he puts on the parkers and he presses the button and up comes the sides. And I take out my bags and he just drives off. And for that moment, I just stood there under the stars at about one o'clock in the morning and I went, fuck me, thanks be to God, I'm home. And life is good. And the smell of somebody that had cut hay in a field close to me, I swear to God, it just drowned me in the smell of the countryside. And I went, fuck, we live in a great world. And I wheeled my my, uh, bag all the way down the laneway and I could see me missus putting on the light in the bedroom because she knew I was on my way. Wow. But I was thinking about you there and that, say, 65 hours flying. Yeah. Doesn't that do queer things to the body? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask like you. 65 you... hours of compressed air. How do you sleep or do you take anything to help you sleep? Oh, we've, uh, listen, I have the sleeping tablets down to a T. There's a thing, there's, quills. No, the best ones are called Still Knocked. Which are German? They're called sleep night, still night, still knocks. And they're purple liquids. They're lovely little white babies. They're ten. Oh, right. They're just ten mils, and they, they're just little creepers. So creepers. They're little lovely creepers called still knocks. When I go travelling, I have. I am a walking dispensary. Oh, me too. Now I've I've, I've started doing that when I go to America. Oh, my but America is great for buying the owl sleeping tablets. Easy quills. Z Z Z Z Z. When you're in, when you're in 125 degrees humidity in Borneo, oh. uh, with a headhunter tribe, and you're chaffing under the gusset <laughs> <laughs> as you walk through a forest, 
and you're there going, Jesus, oh. the big jocks are sticking oh. and the sweat is running down the crevice of your arse oh, and you're disgusting. there going, I think I'm after starting to chaff. Oh. And then that night you get back to the little sort of a shack you're staying in and you look down oh. and it's like red raw. Oh. And then I go, oh, hang on, let's go over to my little dispensary and I get out my pot of pseudo creme. Right. And three fingers in and whash. <laughs> three fingers in. Thanks for that description. Then, uh, you know, I bring everything. I bring a thing, the greatest, one of the greatest tablets, lads, you can ever Get the still knocks at the the, the, the the sleeping tablet of choice, ten milligrams, which is quite mild, but it's just to make you feel a little bit bendy and a bit sleepy, bendy, bendy and a bit soft, and they're lovely. Yeah, and then you wake up and you can't move your two shoulders or like glued to wherever they were. And is there a, a slight hangover feeling from them? A tiny bit, but not much. If you took fifty milligrams of sleeping tablets or a hundred milligram, you'd be comatose. Ten milligrams. Ten, what do you think? The ZZ quills are a bad job. <laughs> what about who's what's what ZZ quills? ZZ, I think I have some in my handbag there. We take some. ZZ quills. They're purple liquid tablets. You know, oh. for sleep. For, you I'd, get I'd, them in American. I'd anywhere. be like Leonardo DiCaprio in the Wolf of Wall Street when he's trying to get from <laughs> from the house into the car. Do you remember that? What's oh, brilliant? When he, he took the laudanum. What did he take? No, La- what? laudanum. I think. But was what was he calling them? Quaaludes. 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 Yeah. Netflix. But they do dry you out afterwards. Do you know? Or do you know? I don't know what kind of an accent <laughs> that was. You know, they always I went full Dublin mode there. Um, they do like I feel afterwards, like after taking them. Which now after taking the the uh, ZZ quills, okay. not quills, the ZZ quills. That like after when you wake up after you've had a good sleep, your mouth is completely dried but out. How, how many of them? Or what dosage would you take? Just take two of them when would you two, take two they, so they come in a little packet of two each like you know like two paracetamol two ZZ quills and then you <laughs> take them and you sleep uh, I take them on the planes yeah but I you, take them on the plane too you, I don't take them you, when I'm going you, to bed why, at but night. Why, have you, why have you got them in your bag just in case I have to fly anywhere but you're today. not flying anywhere from Mayo today <laughs> you're driving a fucking car I might get a phone call I have a, I have a couple of easy quills in my bag <laughs> ZZ quills not easy quills <laughs> <laughs> you left the house with two ZZ quills in case you have to fly anywhere. <laughs> That's not being stagnant. No, I can tell you that. At all times. You work for case. the CIA or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case we're flying today. Don't forget your ZZ quills. Always be prepared. I might get, oh. a, might get a call. Sorry, lads. Have to fly to Panama. <laughs> I can't and even find the key. I can't find the car keys in the fucking morning. You, you, you have your ZZ quills. And the passport. Just in case. You do Just not have your passport. Not in my handbag now. And would you be. Would you only take them when you're flying then? You wouldn't be in a rhythm of taking them once or twice a week if you I were... was out in Thailand before on my holidays. No, <laughs> Tommy's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Another traveller. <laughs> I know. I was in Thailand and on holidays and we were in this Irish bar and we became friendly with the man that owns the bar, right? So he said to us, oh, will you need any um, tablets when you're uh, going home? Will you be... Yeah, it's a long flight, you know? <laughs> and I says, oh, I might do, yeah. And he's like, this is about 10 or 12 years ago. And uh, he says, oh, come up to the office there now and I'll give you something. So he gave me a bag. <laughs> Tommy's face is killing me. <laughs> come up to the office. Yeah. So he gave me a little... There's 8,000 blue tablets in there. A fella would be at the airport. They were blue. But he only gave me, he gave me, he gave me six of them. What? Right. So now, I... Was there writing on them or anything? They were diazepam, I think. Oh, Jesus, Marita, you're some woman for the What's, brands. What, what is that? Diazepans. Diazepam. They're like is that the, the stuff on Christmas cake? Where is it? That's marshmallow. <laughs> Where do you get all this? Uh, diaz- diazepam. I I got them before when I hurt my back 
so the doctor they're prescription tablets like what do diazepam they do? what like, do they do a lot of the lads that are on the street like just out of their heads on tablets they take diazepam they're just they're like tranquilizers yeah sort of like, is it a nice feeling Oh yeah, lovely feeling. <laughs> but anyway, right, so I said, me and my best friend Audrey were both flying home separately because she had been travelling to Australia. So I said to her, right, you take three of them and I'll take three, three of them. Three of them? No, just there was six. <laughs> no, I didn't mean actually physically. Leo girls, <laughs> we're pure crack. <laughs> I didn't mean take the three, like just have them there, you know, just in case. Yeah. So I gave her three and I took three. And as it turns out, she had overstayed her visa in... <laughs> Thailand, right? And she was brought into a into you know being interviewed. This is right banged up abroad, Balanar style. Here she is thinking, oh shit, I've got those three tablets. Like what the fuck? She goes, can I can I go to the toilet? <laughs> so she she flushed them down the toilet oh, in fear she was going to get that, caught. But yeah, yeah. anyway, she of course that's not a suspicious sound in a no, guard the station. No, can but I go, I go to, to the, the toilet. toilet. <laughs> but she says somebody had said to her because she had discovered on the way to the airport that she was overstayed, so there might okay. be a problem. So they said to her, "Oh, look, just just bribe them. You know, give them money. If they bring you into the room, just give them money." So <laughs> she gives them money, and the woman that's interviewing her starts. Freaking out in Thailand. So I did come, come, up. And there's and there's war. And the next thing, the interpreter's like, they bring in someone. Are you trying to bribe this person? Oh, Jesus Christ! And here she is. No, no, not at all. I was just she. I was just giving her some money for her family, and not at all was I bribing her. But she ended up having to pay a big, massive, uh, you know, like fine. Maybe, maybe for us, it might be a thousand euro. For yeah. that, was like fifty thousand baht. <sighs> she went to the air. She went to the ATM. She had no money in it, and this really big, fat American man was standing at the ATM, and he saw her really distressed, and he asked her what was wrong, and she said, "Oh, I, I need." to pay a fine and blah 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 and he went and he took out the money and he gave it to her wow. and she never got his name or anything and just paid her fine for her like that's wonderful was, kindness there you go now continuation of Thailand story part so, 6 so, so anyway I'm on my own flight separate yeah. so the first thing I did was I says I might as well take one of them now and see how I get on so I took I took one and a half of the blue tablets I was just so tempted by them and they were small you know, they weren't that big, so I took one and a half. I swear to God, lads. So I was flying from Thailand to uh, Amsterdam and Amsterdam to Dublin. And and then I was getting the bus from Dublin down to Athlone where I was <laughs> no, living. No, no, driving home from Athlone. <laughs> right. I swear the to God, I, dr- I woke up three days later. <laughs> I remember being. Ap- I remember waking up when the flight stopped. They, they woke me up in Amsterdam, and I had to get off. And all I remember thinking was, "Just go to the gate. Just get to your next gate." And with all of my power, I was march power marching through the airport to well, sit yeah, at the gate. And the next thing, gone again. <laughs> and I'm sitting at the gate. <laughs> the snores. This this fellow woke me up. He says, "Are you, are you on this flight?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> onto the plane. I was gone again. <laughs> the whole way from Thailand. Class. I don't know what tablets they were, <laughs> but they definitely worked. Are you on this flight? <laughs> I woke up, got onto the bus in Dublin again. Go straight to the bus. Whatever you're doing, go straight to the bus. Just get onto the be- get onto your mode of transport. Got on the bus and then gone go- again. <laughs> Gone again, like I, I said to the bus driver, I'm getting out in Athlone. Can you make sure I get out there? 
I, I don't know what the hell oh, they were. That's brilliant. Um, so I suppose the message from this segment oh, would be... Oh, you man in an Irish barry. I'll don't, take six of these. Don't take tablets from anyone. Well, you see, Thailand is, has that synthetic. Thailand invented fucking Red Bull. Oh, they, I had it. It's I mean, full of amphetamines. Oh, man, they have the full moon parties. Thailand are oh. the fucking world leaders. They give you a sandcastle <laughs> bucket and they put vodka into it and they put this little dropping of Red Bull into it and they put seven up into it yeah, and I swear to God it's more than Red Bull blow the two <laughs> eyes clean out of your full moon party no sleep no sleep cap and cap another word I can't say penguins penguins <laughs> what like it's animals <laughs> yeah I can't say Good. that word on, say penguins <laughs> I can't pronounce Okay, hang on, I've got to ask you a question. What animal lives in the Antarctica? The Antarctica? A penguin. penguin. What animal is little black and he, and he runs, black and white he runs around the place on ice? They're they're penguin penguins. <laughs> penguins. Penguins. I can't say it. Penguins. Penguins. Of course you can't say it, Lisa. Try what to happen, Peter. Penguins. Pen penguins. <laughs> Penguins. No, no. What you, the, Penguins. <laughs> no. What, what? Okay. Say it, you. Would you say no, it? I'm not saying it. We're I'm not going to do it. I'm not giving you any hints. But what you do is. Penguins. Is... <laughs> I can't say it right. And modern. And that's how we Mo- say modern. Yeah, I love it. Modern. So the thing to do, I think, if, if we do P E N. Pen. And then G W I N S. Penguin. Penguins. Larita, what you're doing is you're putting another G at the end of it. Tom, Tommy, Larita, Larita, blessings of God. Now she didn't start baby infants until she was nine. <laughs> I, I must. We didn't really focus on the, those animals what are they a lot. Again? Penguins. <laughs> but what else would the rest of you say? Is well, penguins? We wouldn't be saying penguins. <laughs> we would say it because we. <laughs> We, I How did not, we get here? We are going to let, we we're going to let the people. We're going to let the people at home say it for themselves. Do the little chocolate bars. Uh, they're like uh, they're nice, Tommy. They're nice. You know them. Yeah. You get them a pack of six. Yeah, Kit Kats. Yeah. If you're in a shop now and you want to pick up a penguin, a pen, pen, a pen wing. A penguin. I this can't is, even say no, it now. No, this is bad now. It actually Stop. feels. It feels like we're bullying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like back at school. Anyway, I don't know where that came out of. In 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 the Batman movies, who did who did Danny DeVito play? The peng the pe- the penguin. <laughs> It's what? like, I... don't you remember when you were in babies there? Oh, yeah. Will you take out Sarah, Paul, Gronya, and Larita for elocution lessons, please? I went to elocution <laughs> all my life. <laughs> what well, was he to do? They were fucking giant. They can't even say that word. I've a, you'd have a fucking six month old with better English than you. Who taught you elocution? I have. <laughs> Will you take it out? Extremely good diction. And you still. And Larita. Oh, no. Stay with it because we love that. Can I just say, uh, just on Larita this morning, this is the quality I got this morning. Larita stayed in Galway last night and. I stayed in the Penguin. She stayed in a very fancy five star hotel. Oh, lovely. Nice. uh, Called the G. I got there late though, so I didn't actually. (coughs) You didn't get to. 
and, and kind of gross myself like in it. To gross yourself. In gross myself. <laughs> <laughs> in it. I love going into hotel rooms just grossing myself out. So, take so, so, so Tommy, take yes. a shot in the floor. And then I... It's too dark in there. You I, can't fucking. You can't even see yourself in the shower. Me. Anyway, this you can't even see yourself in the shower. It's too dark. <laughs> We're giving up checking the iPhone weather. We go to Carlo weather. This guy called Alan, who's fucking brilliant from Carlo. He's an amateur weather guy. And he said the weather's going to be super... But you have to ring him or what? No, no, he's on Twitter. He's fucking brilliant. And I know him. And he said the weather's going to be superb Friday, Saturday. So I said then, we're playing Currafin under 16s on Friday night. So then I I rang Clive and his two sons are good mates with my boys. And I said, this might be a mad idea. I know we've championship tomorrow night, but why don't we put the tents in the back of the car? the four boys and the two dads and we get out to Connemara and we pitch a tent as far west as we can go. And he said, mm. I said, get them away from the Xbox, get them away from the mobiles, get them out to Connemara. We light a little fire and we'll get out to the west coast. It's amazing. We said, so we did it. So, so Saturday morning, we lumped the tents in, two cars, we ice boxes and... Can I, I stop you there? Which bit of that were you looking forward to? I just couldn't wait to get a tent up as far out and Oh, my worst nightmare. Oh, no. Oh, oh. And which bit of putting the tent up do you, would you be attracted by? Putting the poles in that little sieve thing, getting the oh. pole right going. Shh, shh, put the pole. Is this right, lads? It's getting a, putting How the big pole, is the tent? The pole. Well, one of the tents the boy slept in had two bedrooms off the side of it. And the one we stepped in was a six-man tent with a porch. I'd be still, <laughs> I'd be still putting it up. <laughs> so out we go to shop on Fubble and Indra was it? And was it hard to persuade the young fellas to go camping? No, I sort of said, lads, this is it. Get your stuff, get your football, get a rugby ball, get the frisbee, get the hurlies, get the schlitters. And they were all in their in their sliders, their Hugo oh, Boss yeah. sliders, and their Paul Meskel GAA, you know, that you know, with the Hugo Boss white T-shirts. Yeah. So there was two 16-year-olds a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old. And we're all in. So I got them out, shop on football, in we go, lads, we're going to have a barbecue later. So we got got the small little barbecue, takeaway barbecues. We've got burgers, we got sausages, and we got loads of stuff like Doritos and Oreos and Fanta. And then I got a couple of cans of beer for me and Clive. We got two boxes of freezing cold Carlsberg. Carlsberg? Six cans each. We were like little 16-year-olds. Six felt cans each. The boys were going on tour. So out we go. Did you bring out, any music with you? The boys had a stereo. Out we went past TG Carr. Down we went past the turnoff for Russell Veal. That's it. On By we, in the Howen. On we went further to Kosla. And then we turned right at Radio Nagaltochta. And we went into, I call, Narnia. Litter Moor, Litter Mullan. Two of the most furthest westerly islands on the Atlantic seaboard in Europe, uh, only jo- only by bridges. Tell me, ever so, so for people who don't know, they're they're islands, but they're kind of they're tidal islands. They're like oh, they can <sighs> they can kind of you can drive onto them basically. Oh, yeah. yeah, amazing places. So I was trying to find the postman who was on one of the shows with us right. in, in lockdown. Yes, his name is PJ Colum Larry. His father is Sonny Hullam Larry, who's a very well-known musician in the area. Yeah. I hit his mobile. He wouldn't answer his mobile. Every time I rang the mobile, it was... Can't take it. Can't take a call. 20 times I tried to ring him. Stopped in Litchardmore. Hang on, do you have... See, it's very hard to answer the phone to you. Yes, I agree. I texted him as well. No, why, yeah. is, that, why is it hard to I'm answer sorry. the phone to you? 
because you don't have your caller ID yeah, on. I can't, Tommy. Yes. Why not? Because over the years, I had some fucking great mobile phone numbers. Yeah. I had 086 600 3000. One of my favourite fucking numbers but of all but time. Hang on, what? what a number. Just say that in your head. 600 3000. What a fucking number. But people don't, people don't remember it. What a number that was. Yeah. Well, What's your number? This was like so is that, 17 years. Is that still years your ago. number? 15 years ago, I had a number like 086 600 3000. Some fucker got hold of it and would ring me at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but that, that, how long did that last? A month? Six weeks? Well, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't matter. I'm in bed and they're like, ah, tell you mad bastard, you fucking We God. all got that. We all got that. Yeah, but I lost that number. So I said, I'm never going to lose but a so good number the again. The people but that you mean, ring aren't the ones that are going to be ringing, aren't going to be the ones that are pranking you. I just wrecked my head. Every I think you should take a chance with it. Every day, no caller ID. And I'm always okay, afraid Are you telling me, should I lift? Will totally. I, will I lift the lift no caller it, yeah. ID? You can take, put it back on if you're ringing someone. Do you think I should lift it? Yes, because I'm always thinking, oh God, that's the bank now. If, if, if Sean and Cully watching Pat Larry is getting yes. 20 phone calls from no caller ID, do you he's, think he's going to pick it up? On a Saturday when okay, he's off. Okay, it's going to be lifted after the podcast. It will be lifted to full caller ID. And I I'll put a picture it. of myself going, that's very exciting. That's exciting. And, and ring us both and after. Be, be sure now that the picture also includes where your house is so we can call out of the house. Hey, Put your address hey, in. Hey, 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 you got a fucking arse. Let yourself go. Anyway, so we're in Little Moor and I stopped at the shuppa on the left-hand side before the bridge. And they went, Kia to. And you've added the massive welding mask on. Kia you well Kia to, Hector. Kulia at Sach PJ PJ Sonny you call him Larry PJ Father Voice the postman Gosusu Chico Litter Moor Gosusu Balaga Father Gohalla Tasata Chapel Moor who's a ward Casagia Clay and Chin Nagasta three voters to court Kiana want to go she's got draw Houston Kiana Lego she's a Kiangania Achnat Hogi Chin Gongier Clay Fahi Urwan Kianella Victor Mobile Home who's a war now fan and Chin Gosusu Croc she's a kid throw she's a kid here father father fad that's his house. Wow, you lost lovely. me. At, you lost me and at the shape did, did you go looking for him? Yeah, meanwhile, they're all out in the car. My teenage boys are going, Where? What's this? Is stupid, Dad. We're fucking. Why went this hours into the journey? <laughs> so we go left and then we go up a hill and we don't take that left. And then this road, the road is getting smaller and we are out on the western seaboard. Next stop, America. Over a hill, mobile home. And then I see a house in the distance on a rock. And then people start coming out of their houses because there's two foreign cars coming down the drive and robbing dogs all yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and they're going tying strings at the lampposts and I said then you could hear somebody go <laughs> I said will, will PJ show PJ should talk PJ he said Shin. next minute PJ comes out his wife comes out the sister-in-law was over visiting they take out another beautiful baby out of the house four or five lovely sheepdogs come out of the house the father who's out in his oilskins come out of another back of his shed it was absolutely fantastic I couldn't talk to him on the phone but I found his house and you know what he said to me when I said I've been trying to ring you for two days he said don't you know where I am now you don't need to ring me he said in Irish what a lovely thing so anyway said could we pitch a tent on his land he said come on we walked down about three fields now when you have teenagers in Hugo Boss sliders <laughs> yeah and it had been raining for uh, the last month and, and it's and, and they're like oh, dad I said get all the stuff out of the car so we're going pitching tents so eventually about three hours later 
I'll show you photos in a minute. The most magnificent little bit of grass between two rocks. My view of the, of the back of Inishmore. I was so close I could reach my hand out and touch Inishmore. If you're at the furthest end of Inishmore, look Bungaula. back. Oh man, you can look across and that's Litter Mullan. He said, will you be all right here? We will. Now you can go swimming on a lovely pier. Uh, later on that night at eight o'clock, we went down to this tiny little pier and the boys jumped off. And I'm looking back... And I'm just saying, what? And the 12 pins. You're not allowed to look back. The tw- <laughs> the no, it tw- means, actually, it doesn't mean remembering. <laughs> yeah, it, was, oh, it means t- turning. You were but I see your point. The 12 pins of Connemara were magnificent. We came back, we put on the little barbecues. The boys had their music going. I lit a little fire. PJ gave me the end of a wheelbarrow. I got turf from the house and I wheeled it down through about <laughs> four fields and lifted it over a stone wall. We had a couple of... I took a picture of the can at Carlsberg sitting on a rock with the sunset and it was a and we started slugging away the kids were happy they were lying in they were playing cards the laughter out of them what have you got aces sure how have you got it simple the crack next minute I had another couple of cans of that and then didn't I see a torch coming down the field at about 11 o'clock I was there oh no Jesus please don't tell me it's a farm or something then I could hear, Kjowl, Chef! Kjowl to PJ! PJ comes down. And what does he bring down as a little present? A bottle of stuff. A bottle of the finest, and I mean the finest puchine that I've ever tasted in my life. Oh, oh lovely. And then he says to me, yes, he says, you're in, you're in a good area for it here. He said, they say these islands have a proud history of fine putting. And I went, oh, no, no, no. And he goes, all I can say to you is there's been many a still and there's still many a still out here in the Tirmalan. And I said, magnificent. And then he gave me the bottle. PJ goes, Hector, this is good stuff. And I said, lovely. So he said, we'll have a capful each between the cans. I had about six capfuls oh, of it. The I, of I just got to start getting bendy and nice and warm. <laughs> An absolutely magnificent evening. It was sunset. I was having a drama putting. And I realised that this area, I mean, it's just, I said, is there anything better? The boys were laughing. The fire was on. Next minute, his sister arrives down. Jeez, the whole family were down in the middle of the and night. And then, the fire was lighting, and at about half twelve at night, his sister, who's been runner-up, Eileen Sonny Hullam Larry, she's been runner-up in the Arachthus four years in a row. Okay. She was second as best ever Shanno singer in the country. Started singing a couple of songs by the fire. So I filmed at the fire. Show us and you can And you can hear her singing. Go on, give us a blast. No, we've technical difficulties. Wait, wait. The fire looks good anyway. The fire. Jeez, it was a good fire you had on. He's recorded it now without any sound. Why haven't I? Why haven't I? Wait. Eileen won't get the big break. And now Eileen Sonny Cullum Larry started singing a song by oh. the fire. And this was last Saturday night at about half twelve at night in Litzer Mullan in the west coast of Ireland. Oh, <laughs> 
Marley. I woke up. I, I, I woke up in the tent on Sunday morning. You weren't sure where you were. The sweat was hopping <laughs> off me. My jocks were stuck to me gusset. Right? The jeans. I slept in me jeans and a t-shirt. I thought you used to sleep naked. So I no, but I couldn't because I went to bed pretty bendy. And it was cold. <laughs> he, he slept the in the The air porch. went out of me fucking blow up bed. I was lying on half. I was lying on half an hour fucking rock. And I had old rat dry timber mouth. I was like. Oh, it's rotten. The sweat and the sun beaming in the tent. Oh, it's awful. There was one of those earwigs crawling up along the Oh, stop. There was like. Like. Half eight. I said I shouldn't be awake now. Should I fucking? Where's my wife to scratch my shoulders? Fuck. Fuck. Have I solved Oh, Clive. 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 Clive was beside me. And he's like, get, get the postman. Get the postman. So then I opened up the zips. I, I couldn't get out. I couldn't get out of the tent. I stuck my head out and nearly fell. My balance was all over the place. <laughs> Fucking, all you can hear is the sea, and I was like, "On, where's the water?" All I can see was empty, empty two liters of Fanta and lemon and Carlsberg. I was like, oh. "Please let there be water." <laughs> Couldn't find my toothbrush to wash my teeth. Nothing was standing there. But then I realised what a beautiful part of the world to open oh, yeah. this. Did you not jump into the water and get Fresh rid of all oh, the? Man, and come here. Would you? I mean, that's a beautiful. Uh, day and night a beautiful would you ever think of living out that part of Connemara uh, I, I really do have a fondness for Rossmuck yeah Carna, uh, Litter Mull and Litchin Moor um, they're magnificent people they're the most honest beautiful people uh, uh, Fear Rails Fear Rails but they're just they're just they're just lovely simple I have an affinity with them because of the Rat Cairn people uh, where I learned my Irish, the Connemara people that went to meet. I have an affinity with Connemara and a real. How how intrinsic is you being fluent in Irish to your relationship to huge, that to that place? Huge, huge. So if you weren't fluent in Irish, do you think you'd have a you wouldn't feel as connected to it? hundred uh, percent, because my level of conversation with them can go really deep, right, really yeah. deep. Yeah. There was a great image at one stage. Uh, PJ's father is Sonny Hullam Larry a legend of a musician from Little Mullen, known far and wide as a singer and a, and, a, and a great box player. He goes fit, he's 78 years of age. His wife passed away a couple of years ago. He's on his own in the home house there, you see beside PJ's. And Tyson, his collie dog. <clears throat> At about eight o'clock that evening, off I see Sonny going in the boat, little boat, and out he goes to check the lobster pots. Tyson will not get in the boat. He'll swim alongside him out wow. the bay. He'll keep alongside the boat. Out your man goes, Sonny, Sonny goes out about a mile and I took a photo of the dog. He'll, he'll get way out in the middle of nowhere. He'll get onto a small rock and he will sit there and look at his master about a mile away doing the lobster pots and he will not move until the boat goes by the rock again where he'll jump in and swim alongside wow. him. And I just took a picture of the dog on a rock in the middle of the ocean and it was like one man and his dog and his master. But those beautiful little things, just to see the lads jumping off the pier. But the level of conversation when you can speak the Irish of the people out there, I suppose they know me because of the show and TG mm. Cahar and that I'm a local, almost a local to them in a way that I'm a, a familiar face on their channel, mm. the channel of the Irish people, a Connemara-based TV channel started by Michael Lee Higgins way back. And now TG Cahar is the parish. And I love parishes, and I suppose that's just another beautiful parish 
that maybe a lot of people in Ireland would never get it because it's not Roundstone, it's not Clifton, it's not Killery, it's not Letterfract, it's not, it's off the beaten path. Like it's in, they really are on the side of a rock. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. So welcome back to the show, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hang pod- on, we can no, say welcome back. Oh, where fuck the, that shit then. Here, let's go back to the other yokes. Where, hey. where have they been? Right, watch, watch, back. watch this. So, I hope you're enjoying. Don't go no, away. Fuck that. I hate can't... that. I hope you're enjoying. Listen, thanks for listening. It's the podcast here from the Hen House. Right, I'm on the way to Navin this afternoon. We're doing our annual journey back up to the home house to see the brother. And we have our itinerary is set out the whole way. I'll never forget the time my youngest boy Shane was about Five or six, maybe seven or eight. Yeah, but you never forget it. And he, <laughs> it's ingrained in your memory. It was so funny. When he was seven or eight. we drove all the way up on the motorway. We turned off in Kitty Gad, and they're in the back of the car. Uh, and uh, we said that we're there. Dad, can we stop at a shop? I said, we're not stopping until we get to Navin. So we got the trim. And there's a new sort of garage on the outskirts of trim, the far side of trim on the Navin Road. And I, I, and I said to the boys, if you want something now, go in and get it. We'll stop at this garage. And we pulled in. It was a really hot day. And then my young lad turned around in the back of the car and he said, I've no shoes, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned around and we had everything brought to Navin. We had quilts, pillows. We were like the Swiss family Robinson. And I turned around and I looked at Dip now and we just burst out laughing. I said, where's your new runners? Uh, I didn't bring any shoes or runners. <laughs> I said, we're going to Navin for three or four days and you haven't a pair of shoes. So we had to, <laughs> had to lift them into the garage because it was raining. And then on the way back, on the way into Navin, then we were like, let's get down straight into the town to Jackson Kiernan's. So I had to pull in the main street in Trimgate Street. In he goes, he couldn't find a pair of runners. Across the road, to, uh, Tom Dunn's, another place, but that's not Tom Dunn's now, and we finally got him a pair of runners. Well, it's so funny that he left the house and go out with no runners. So anyway. So, what, our, so when you bring your kids to Navin, like, what do you do? We have a night. Because I have never brought my children to Navin. Why? Because anytime I think about bringing them there, I, be, there's nothing for them to do. Ah, Tommy, Tommy. But your family they, there. They need to go back. It's just my father and my sister. They need to go back and do a lap at the shopping centre. <laughs> my father, my sister, me. I know, no, I don't know no, why. No. I we just, I never, I always... So your children have never been in Navin, you ever? Need, Tommy, you no. need to bring them back to the roots. No. Why? I don't know why. Even for like two days. Like, I mean, you're not going to get that bored in two days as Do a they child. understand the significance of Navin in their father's life? Uh, no. No. Do they understand that Navin was the font of stories for no. their father's success? No, they don't. No. They so don't. I'm curious about when you say you go back to, what do you do for so, the two days So, now? so we have, it's, it's all laid out. Shane, the smallest lad, said to me yesterday, he goes, Dad... Are we going to Navin? I said, yeah. He said, have we booked the China Garden? <laughs> the greatest See? Chinese restaurant yeah. the country has ever seen. Michelle, I'll be there in two days' time. We have the corner Michelle, t- I've been there. We'll be in the corner table. We'll do the China Garden one night. We always go to the China Garden. It's a brilliant restaurant. What Brill- do you have in there? Oh, I'd have that shredded chilli chicken. No, that's Great Chinese restaurant. We'll go there and we'll meet all the waitresses. And there'll be there. Hector, there'll be one waitress called Sharon. And she'll be there. And there's another waitress called. I can't think of, Hector wasn't down to Galway races this year. We stay out near the amusements. Love it. Love Galway. Love, love. So great chats. We'll go to the China Garden one night. Tonight, we're going to Ezio's, the chipper, up beside. The, it used to be Macari's. We'll go to the chipper tonight. Right. I'll get a fresh cad. And uh, large chips. The boys love a snack box. 
and we'll bring that back down to the house. So they've all their little... And what do you do during the day, like? We're going to the Hill of Tara. I want to bring the boys up to the Hill of Tara to celebrate their meanness in them and say, this is the place where lads. Sean Boylan was born on the bottom of that with the cure of tuberculosis. This is where the kings of Ireland came. I want to walk the Hill of Tara. be good for the quads yes. as well. Right. Get them up there in the fresh air and you can see the nine Will counties. you bring a ball? We might. And I'll oh, just say... Chest pass. And <laughs> take that ball into me chest on the side of the Hill of Tara. I'll say, look out, lads, as far as you can see. Imagine a 500 years ago when the boys ruled. We ruled the country. Mm. And then we might have a cup of coffee down the bottom and then we'll drive in. We're going to go to Slane to meet friends. We're going to go and buy a recyclable battery charger for the Xbox because we're going through batteries <laughs> too bad <laughs> we're going to go across to Woody's which is after opening up Woody's and all that is opening yeah, up yeah there is the Woody's in Galway just yeah, there, don't <laughs> that notion we're going to go to Woody's and we're going to go to uh, Curry's PC World we wouldn't call him to see my father when you're there <laughs> would you uh, so we're going to Nam for two days but I, I, the, the funny story my uncle's Lots of different uncles around Navin, but one of them is Michal, and he lived over in this lives over in this garden. And for every time when we hang was on, just one second here, one second here. You've an uncle Michal, yeah. And when your father's name was Michael, but maybe we, it's his mother's. Uncle. How how would he be your uncle if he's the same name as your father? Michal and Michael are different names. Yeah, but you can't. But uh, controversial? No, they're not. <laughs> oh, shut up, would you? Michal That's is Michal, and Michael name. is Michael. Yeah, but you wouldn't have a brother. My father was Mickey Kyogen. Yeah, and and his brother was Michal Kyogen. No, he's not really an uncle then, is he? No, he's not a real uncle. Oh, well, I mean, he's let me tell the story again. He's a cousin of mine, right? <laughs> this is my brother, Michal. Oh, shut up. He's a cousin this of me. This is my brother, Michal. He's and a distant, other brother, Michal. I call him my uncle, right? Michal is an uncle. He's always an uncle, right? But he, Michal would call into the house Saturday evenings, 7 o'clock. And this is Nav in 1988, 89, 1990. Saturday night in our house was me and my brother, getting fucking ready to get into town to get the drink on board and get out to the nightclub to have a bit of debauchery. Right. And we'd always be swanky getting ready. This Link's deodorant would be going. Freddie would be out with the shower. I'd be robbing his aftershave. The jeans would be on. The muscles would be ripping on the boys. And and then in my uncle would come and we're all waiting in there around seven o'clock because we, we have to watch a little bit of telly before we went out because he couldn't go out too early. And then my uncle religiously would come in on a Saturday night we'd see the car coming in there's me all there there's me all open the door and he'd always come to the door to sit in him and the fire caking in the middle of the summer and we all lying in before we go out in the smell of aftershave and he goes yes they're all sitting and I just thought what a fucking great statement yes they're all sitting as we walked he walked into the room it's ah, not, lovely. isn't that brilliant yeah. yes they're all sitting and in my mind I was there as a 15, 16, 17 year old of course we're sitting of course we're all sitting here. What else would we be doing? We wouldn't be squatting on the ground. But in my head, I just thought, and now looking as I'm older, I said, what a lovely way of putting it. Walking into somebody's house and going, yes, we're all sitting. That's beautiful. It's nice. And that's yeah. my navinisms coming out. But we need to get more of your navinisms. Put, give me your kids for No, you for could go days. to the Chinese. Throw you the kids at the back the of my car. So, so when we go somewhere now... Uh, we go, say, out to the island. And I know that when we get there, the kids love it out there. Right. So we arrive, we go up to the little house sheen, and the kids have freedom. So I open the door, and the kids can do, like, my 13-year-old daughter was out past midnight, wandering around the island in the pitch blackness with her friend. Mm. Freedom, like. You know, the, the eight-year-old knows when he leaves the house, he can go wherever he wants, like, on the island. And I just, I remember growing up, and when we were in Navan, I, we would be brought down to Clonmel and I'd be brought to Athlone would be the two places you know mm. uh, and I had great freedom in them towns you know and I had friends down there 
You know, I knew when I arrived in Clonmel, I would only be in the house two minutes and I get up to see Alan Parker or Raymond Cox. Out the door and gone. I knew when I was that alone. Two minutes in the house, I'd go up to see Dan up the road or I'd go see maybe Jim Tierney. You know, I'd just go. I'd be gone. Charlie Green, Dan Kelly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Freedom. But I don't have the same sense of my own kids Why having that in Navin. But, but Tommy, you don't you, bring them there, so how would you know? They might have friends up there if you let them, if you brought them up. Maybe. You have to bring them back to the home place. You yeah. have to keep the link of meadness in you, Tommy. I think so. So... But it's a bit late what, now, what, like. You're you not going to say, no family's going to go up to Navin. I'm not going to say to me, right, lads, the door is open there, away you go. I'm not going to say, but they, I want them to smell Navin. I want them to feel Navin. I want them to hear the Navin accent. And I want them to say, have fun in Navin. There's yeah. Paddy Fat Simons, lads. And have Navin memories. Nav, yeah, but like, t- go down to Jacksie Kiernan's on the main street and go in and have a look at the array of Simonstown jerseys oh. and, and Navin O'Mahony's jerseys oh. and the Puma Copa Mundials and the GA and the Puma Kings. No. It's a GAA shop in the centre of the town and Jaxie will go to me. He'll, s- like he said to my father when we had a shop beside him selling clothes for 50 years, Keona Carty. He'll go, well, young Kyogen, well, what do you think of the Mead team? And I'll sit in there with Jaxie. There'll be pictures of Mick Lyons on the wall. Tommy, I'll, I, you have to reunite your, your spark with the town. But I've, I know I enjoy going. If I'm doing gigs in Navin, I love it there. I'm not, I forget about it. gigs. It's not about gigs. If I'm, I'm, I've known a fierce amount of driving up to the north of the country, and I always drive through Navin. And what and do you I, do? I, do you stop? I pull into the Valley Cafe and get a bag of chips, and then I drive to the car park outside the St Oliver Plunket Church, and I ate the chips looking at the Black Castle. But you're not. <laughs> and then he's gone, and then he disappears and, from the town. And then I drive through Black Castle. Okay, well, I'll, 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 I drive through Belcourt. I drive through Triton. Black Lakes. Castle and great memories there. Great memories. But Larita, what we need to do then is we just need to get him back up in the Navin. Yeah, not and you. Him, you need to sacrifice. And bring the kids up there to hear the beautiful, the beautifulness oh, of the yeah. town. Yeah. Tommy. There must be things to do in Avon. There must just be. because you're out of it 30 years doesn't mean it's not still part of the fabric on the back of you. Okay. And in you. Is this segment nearly finished, is it? We've a lot of work to do with you. Well, that's all from us this week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. See you next Thursday.